the message here, just to be a short one. And uh, if you would open your Bibles to John chapter 16. John 16, and I want to talk to you about, on Father's Day, knowing God as your Father. Knowing God as Father. You know, um, I think kind of in the past, on Father's Day, a lot of times what I've done is, rather than talk about um, just fathers, because fathers are important, but if we keep our, if the fathers keep our eyes on our Heavenly Father, we won't miss things. We'll be better. We'll be better earthly fathers. So let's look here at the, what the see what the word says uh, about being a father in John sixteen, verse twenty three. Jesus is speaking. He says, "And in that day, you shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, He will give it to you." He said, hitherto, verse 24, hitherto you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you shall receive that your joy may be full. Now notice what he's saying here. Ask that you may receive and your joy shall be made full. But when you ask the Father, when you ask the Father in Jesus' name, it shall be given unto you. Now, now what, you know, think about what is he talking about? He's talking about a prayer life. He's talking about intimacy with the Father. Because, you know, you're not just going to ask the Father for, for anything in his, in his name if, you're, if you don't have an active prayer life, if you don't have an active relationship with your Heavenly Father. But if you have an active relationship with your Heavenly Father, you'll, you'll, you'll ask Him. But most people, they... You know, in, in in their in their life, they don't ask the Father for anything until um, until a major event comes up in their in their life, and they need a miracle. And then when they ask, they don't receive it because why? There's there are certain conditions that go with asking the Father. Jesus said, "When you ask the Father in my name, right? Where I say, whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, He will give it you." Right? So if I go to the Father, as I say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I come to you in the name of Jesus. Why? Because I've given my life to Jesus. I'm a follower of Jesus. I know his word. And when I ask the Father anything that, that I know the word says is mine, right, he's going to give it to me. So see, you, you have to think in, in terms of here, what Jesus is saying. Let's go here to, to um, chapter 15. Look back in chapter 15. He says this in, in verse 7. He says, If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Now notice why here in, in verse 7 here, that word you, or in the, in the King James says ye, but it's still the, the word you, is used five times. Right? Five times is that word used in this verse. He says, if you abide in me, 
and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. So who's the emphasis on things getting done here? Me and you, us. That's the emphasis, is it's on us. But the key here is there's a condition. There's a condition. If you abide in me, and he's talking about, he's really talking about a prayer life here. Abiding in him. He's not talking about somebody just casually. Now, now it'd be a whole different situation if, if Jesus said, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. If that's all he said, things have changed. But that's not what he said. He didn't just say, "If you, you will ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. Back up, he said, if you abide in me, and my words abide in you. You shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. So here what we see is abiding, and that word abiding means to live. Your life is, is rooted in him. I'm not, you know, he's not talking about perfection, but he's talking about being rooted in him. When things happen in your life, who you trust in? You, are you tr leaning on your own understanding? Or you, you lean, are you trusting in what the word has told you through your relationship with your heavenly Father. See, that's what Jesus is talking about here. He said, verse 8, Herein is my Father glorified, that you bear much fruit, so shall you be my disciples. Now, what, what fruit is he talking about? He's talking about fruit from prayer. He's talking about fruit from prayer, but he says, Herein is my Father glorified, what? That, that you abide in him and you ask, in his, you ask, and it shall be done unto you, that you would bear much fruit. So shall you be my disciples. He's talking about prayer fruit. That's what he's talking about. He's talking about prayer fruit. So when you pray, things happen. Things come to pass. It's not, it's not that you, you sound really awesome. You know, I mean, when you pray, a lot of times that's what happens with religion we hear people pray and they can sound like they're really, really religious. Oh, heavenly father. And you know, there's people that they get excited. That really just turns their crank. But there's absolutely no faith in it if it's, if it's not based on a relationship. Right? But Jesus said, he said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Do you believe that or not? So who's the, if you believe it, then you know the emphasis is on you abiding in his word. And the reason why things don't change in, in, a, in a person's life is because they're not living in him. They're not abiding in his word. When, when they go to pray, they don't use any scripture at all. They just pray worldly things or word, worldly things that really there's no faith in them at all. But faith is, is, is abiding in his word because it's got to be attached to his word. You know, real prayer life is, is abiding in the word of God. That's a real prayer life is abiding in the word so that when you ask, you know that you, you have scripture on it because if you have scripture on something, you know you can, you can believe the Father for that. In um, go to Ephesians chapter 3, 
Paul does it this way here in Ephesians chapter 3. He says this in Ephesians 3 verse 14, For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Now think about it. The whole family in heaven and in earth is named. So there's a family in heaven, there's a family in earth. And Paul's talking about bowing his knees, all right, in, in, in other words, submitting, receiving the word from heaven, receiving the word of God, abiding in the word, all right? And not only does he, he says, he says, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, after him. So if you're a Christian and you're abiding in him, you're a heavenly father, you, it's the same name, that, you, that, that, that the people that are in heaven, is the same Father. Why? Because we've received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And so we know that whatever we ask in his name, we have scripture for it, so it comes to pass. Now, hallelujah. So the, but there's conditions. Go to, go to Psalm, Psalm 119. Look at this scripture here real quick. I said, I'm not going to preach very, very long here. Psalm 119. And verse 130. Yeah, it turns the pages to get to Psalm 119. I get turns more pages to get to verse 130 because it's a few pages long. It says, the entrance of thy words giveth light. The entrance of thy words giveth light. I remember the story about Brother Hagin was, was, was giving one time. He was talking about somebody in the church. And uh, this, this, this couple had asked Brother Hagin to pray for them because his wife was sick with cancer and, and the doctors had just given her a, a few months to live. And uh, they said to Brother Hagin, Brother Hagin, we'd like for you to pray for my wife because of the situation. She's only got like six months to live. And we want you to pray um, to the Father if it be his will to, to heal my wife. If it be his will, then, it, then he'll give us the faith to believe. And Brother Hagin said to him, he said, well, let me ask you something, brother. He said, are you saved? And he said, well, yeah, we were saved. He said, well, how did you get saved? And he said, well, we were at this church. We were invited to because at the time we weren't, we weren't, we weren't going to church, but we were invited to um, some friend's church, and we went there. And they, they, they preached on salvation and gave us the, the scripture about whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved and that, that Jesus paid the price for our sins. And he said, so when you came forward, did you, did you stand at the altar and ask, Father, Father, if, if it's your will to save us? He said, no, I, I, we, we didn't do that because he just preached on salvation. He said, in another words, what you had 
was you have light on the subject. He said that's what it says in Psalm 119. The entrance of thy words giveth light. So the problem, the situation here, the reason why you're asking for prayer, if it is God's will to heal, is because you don't have no light on that subject. See? He said, well, I, I see. He said, I think I see. He said, well, look, look, let me show you some scripture. So he showed him Isaiah 53, uh, 1 Peter 2, 24, uh, uh, Matthew 7. Showed that it was God's will to heal. And he said, well, and after, after going over those scriptures, he said, well, I can see that we don't have to, we don't have to pray that prayer anymore. Ask the Father if it's will, because it is his will. He said, now, now, the entrance of thy words has given light to you. Now we can pray and stand in faith because you know it is God's will. See, a lot of times that's what happens with people because they don't, they don't know God as a father. And there's a difference between knowing God as a father versus knowing him that, that, he, that he is a father. And a lot of Christians, that's what, they, that's what they know of the Father, that he is a father, but they don't know him as their father. And you and I, we know him as father because we know when we ask him of anything, in Jesus' name, he will give it to us. Because why? Because we'll look at the scripture. And that, that's what Brother Hagin had taught, and I've said it many times too is before you go to pray, get scriptures on what you're believing God or you're praying to God for. And, add, and, and take those scriptures and say, well, Lord, according to your word, your word says this about this situation that I'm praying for. Now I've got faith, and you know, as we said before, you can have that bulldog faith. You can stand, you can stand in that word. All right, and like you know, some of the other things we've been talking about too is now if you're abiding in Him and His words abiding in you, you you have you have the armor of God on because you're in a relationship with your heavenly Father. That's what Paul was talking about, putting on the full armor of God. He's continuing to talk about that relationship. So whatever you ask the Father in His name, He will give it to you. Why? Because you got the word. Amen? You got the word. You got the word. You know, and, and uh, the Lord even kind of set the stage of this in Jeremiah. He said, Whoever call unto me shall be shall be delivered, shall be healed. Right? Call unto him. Not as a stranger calls calls unto him, but call unto him because of your relationship. There's a, that's a whole different thing. It's just that, you know, when a, a child goes to their earthly father, if they've got a good relationship with their earthly father, you know, the, the, the earthly father will do whatever they can to make it come to pass. Right? They're going to work with, they're going to work with a son or daughter. But if that, if that relationship between their, their earthly father or earthly mother is not, is not strong, it's very weak, chances are that it's, Nothing's going to really change. And whose fault is it? It's it, it, The fault's in the relationship. There's a relationship problem. Well, your Heavenly Father's no different. 
if you don't have a relationship with your Heavenly Father, and one that's ongoing because you're abiding in them, you become, you, you, you'll get separated. That's what happened with these kids in, 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 the, in this movie. Children that are inv get involved in that situation have become separated from their parents for one reason or another. And obviously, if they're two, you know, they're two and three years old, they don't have the mental ability to, to, to develop a relationship. Relation. The relationship part is on the parents' side. Right? So that's broken down. But, you know, we don't have that excuse in here, in this room, because we're, we're, we're not three and four years old. We're a lot older. We take responsibility for things. So we, we have to take responsibility for our relationship with our Heavenly Father, knowing that whatever we ask in Jesus' name, He will do it. He will give it unto us. Why? Because that's a promise in God's Word. And we know that will come to pass because why? We know God as Father. We don't know Him as a Father. We know Him as our Father. See, that's a whole different, that's a whole different view. And many times, most Christians, when they go to ask the Father for something, they're asking him to do something in a situation that they're not too sure whether he'll do it or not. That, that person right there, they're, they're not abiding in him. Because if they were abiding, they, they'd know what the answer would be. And they'd know where to find it. And they'd know how to pray. And that's what Jesus was talking about. Abiding in him. You shall ask what you, what you will and it shall be given unto you. It's not going to be refused. Let's uh, look at another couple, just a couple more scriptures here. In good of 1 John chapter 5. talking about prayer, when you're talking about relationship with the Heavenly Father, this one right here is one of the key scriptures that would, would tell you whether your prayer is going to get answered or not. 1 John 5, look at verse 14. And this is the confidence that we have in Him. Doesn't sound like there's any doubt there does it? He says, this is confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Right? So what, what's the condition on our part? We've got to know whether it's his will or not. And see, religion will tell you, well, it's impossible to know the will of God. No, the Bible says, study to show your, yourself approved, that you would know the perfect will of God. If, you, if you're abiding in the Word, you're going to know whether it's God's will or not. But he goes on here, verse 15, he says, And if we know that He hears us, whatsoever we ask, we also know that we have the petitions that we have desired of Him. 
Very simple. If I pray to the Father and ask Him for something that I know it is His will for me to have, I know He's heard me. And because I know He has heard me, I also know, verse 15, that I have the petitions of whatever I've asked of Him. So His answer is what? Yes and amen. It's yours. You've already got it. So what, the, what should that do for us? It should, it should change how we, how we act, how we stand. Because what? We're not begging God to do something. We know that we've, we've just asked him from that time on, we're just thanking him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. That, that petition that I asked you, I've already, I got it. I got it. Well, what if in the natural, it doesn't look like you have it? Hold it, hold it. We're not going by what we see in the natural realm. That's not faith. That's unbelief. Right? The Bible says, while we look not at the things which we see, but the, at the things that we don't see, because the things we see, they're temporary. Yeah, that's what the Word says. If you know that you asked according to His will, you know He heard you. And if you know that He heard you, you know you got the petitions. It doesn't say anything about what was seen in the, in the, realm, in the natural realm, does it? If I know I have what I've asked the Father... And if I know that Jesus said, from this point on, whatever you ask the Father in my name, and if I abide in him and my, his words abide in me, I'll ask the Father whatever, according to his will. I know he's heard me. I got it. There's no, there's no well, you'll get it in heaven. No, no, he says, you will have it. He'll give it to you. Whatever that is. Whatever it is, God, that whatever it is you're believing the Lord for, all you got to do is have that relationship, and you got to know what His will is. And if you know it's His will, you know He's heard you. If you know He's heard you, you got it. You got it. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, did you get something today? Praise God! I told you it wasn't going to go long. <laughs> You got a lot of information. There's a lot of things, and you know, uh, unfortunately, um, most of it's not on. Uh, won't be on Facebook. It won't be on the uh, the message, right? Okay, so you, you'll just have to for for information more on that movie uh, on that situation. It's the Sound of Freedom is the title of it. The Sound of Freedom. You can go and check that out. And encourage, pe encourage people to go see it. All right, this is a very, very real situation um, that's happening in this country, unfortunately, and in the world. That uh, I don't know if you picked it up or not, that what happens with these little kids. And you know, I remember back when, a few years ago, when they opened the gates again and let people come in. Um, from from down south, and people were saying all different kinds of things. My heart was grieved because I knew what was going on. I knew, you know, we got a lot of these kids that are coming in, and it's just it's just a free <laughs> it's a it's a free pickup for these perverts that they'll go take these kids that are three, five, six, eight, whatever age. And like, I don't know if you picked up what he said, after they're done with them in their perversions, 
they then take them and harvest organs out of them. So what that means is these kids die. That's, that's what this system is. That's what we're up against, and that's why this is so important. We start getting the word out to people to understand that, look, you may, you, you know, kids, you, 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 we think about it that it's always somebody else's kids until it's your kid. And then you will, what can I do? What, here, you can do something right now before it ever happens, and you can stop it from happening. Because I got news for you. If we wake people up around here and in this part of the in this part of the country as to this stuff, they're going to be paying more attention. I mean, if you if you don't believe that, you can go online and check and see a, a video. There's videos online of of children being taken from parents, and the parents are standing right there, right next to the kids. These people pull up in the, in cars right next to people to grab the kid and run off, especially if it's a single mother and she's got her arms full with three or four kids. Well, they might not be able to get the three or four. They'll get one or two. It's happening. But if we get other people alerted to this, to what's going on, and understand people will step up and people won't be so afraid to step into the situation and understand that, look, this is serious stuff. Because these kids, don't, when they... The chances are when they get taken, the chances of them coming back are very low once they get into that system. It's a problem. So, all right. Let's stand up. Praise God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for your word today. Thank you for the revelation that you're giving us about what's going on and what, Father, we need to be in prayer for. And Father, what we need to be talking about, your word and standing on your word, believing you for protection for these children, for these families. Father, I, I, I speak a hedge of protection around every member of this church in the name of Jesus and, and their, their, their immediate uh, family and also, Father, their extended families. I pray over the children and the grandchildren and the great-grandchildren, I, I, I release angels to go and protect them and watch over them. And Father, I thank you, Lord, that we hear your voice. The voices of strangers, we will not speak a blessing upon them, a blessing of peace. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hallelujah.